Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That was actually, there's so many funny moments. Today's episode of A Little Wiser is brought to you by All the Happier. All the Happier is a new platform. It is rooted in science and inspired by the stories and lessons you hear on this podcast. You can check us out at allthehappier.com or follow us on Instagram at allthehappier. We have a digital course, but we also have tons of free, inspiring content down to weekend movie picks. So check us out. And now on to today's episode of A Little Wiser. Joining me is my friend and co-host, Christy Peterson. Hi, Christy. Hey, Kimmy Culp. That was like a deep, you were like, hey, Kimmy Culp. Very <laughs> I know. I, well, I'll tell you, it's because I went to a concert last night, an outdoor concert, the first time a live music event since the pandemic. And I don't know if it's just from screaming that my voice is a little like a couple packs in the next day. I used to say like back in the heydays of real deal lockdown, like I miss live music and hugs. I mean, most people are mm. huggers, but I was like, oh, kind of be nice to be able to Hug your closest friends. But live music was right up there. Who'd you see? Wilco. Do you know Wilco? Yes. yes. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, so I had to Google them. I'm sorry, please, listeners who love Wilco, please meet me. So I would say, though, it's funny you say that because I would not say that live music was one of those things that I missed. Uh, you know, as we've talked about, you're the music person. But what I missed was just, and it's perfect for our conversation today, is what I realized I missed being there was being outside in a group, having this sort of collective experience. And we were spaced out, just so everyone knows, we were spaced out. But just having that collective experience and the bowl, the Santa Barbara Bowl is a beautiful venue. And it was like the moon was coming up and the trees and the light and the music was really moving. And now I sound like this. Yeah, I agree. I went to North Carolina and we went to tailgated and went to a football game and it was really fun. And luckily we were seeing the Tar Heels and they sucked this season. So the stadium was only half full. <laughs> well, they may not be at their best. People love their Tar Heels. Yeah. So anyways, it does feel good to be together and connected and doing all those things that we haven't been able to do. And it is the perfect primer for today's conversation. And we're looking back on last week's episode with Bianca. She lived 36 years in and out of prison, female incarceration, homelessness, drug addiction, and came out the other side in her 50s and is now an author and a speaker and works on the very streets where she used to use drugs and sleep in. God, the moment when she said abandoned buildings and that she would put mm. tissue in her ears because where they all slept, cockroaches would climb in their ears. I'm like... Or as the day progressed and it got darker and darker, that you knew as the building got darker, the bugs were coming out. It was oh. just so... 
Yeah, it was creepy and ominous. And I think just, I was like, wow, you have really come very far from that place. Oh my gosh. And, you know, we're going to talk about belonging. And Christy, you're so good at listening to these episodes and really picking up on, you see things, or I guess you listen and discover things that I don't. So you called Mm -hmm. me and you're like, this is about belonging. So much of her story comes back to belonging and connection. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to talk about today, the heart of her void, which is what led to the addiction and all of these horrific circumstances, was filling that void of wanting to belong and sort of that hole that it left within her and filling that with alcohol, with drugs, all these sort of maladaptive coping mechanisms that created four decades of darkness in her life. Yeah. You know, as I was listening to her tell her story, that's the thing that just continued to stick out to me was this very real human need to belong and to be accepted into a group and to be given support and to also offer support to have that connection with other people. It was, it seemed like it came from following the events when she was young, when her mom left to, she mentioned joining, you know, joining the gang and the drug use and the community she had around friends. And then sort of that real pivotal moment when she talks about her father dying and her thinking, who will, who will be there with me? Who are, who are my people anyway? So that was what just, I kept thinking of like, gosh, I was very much reminded of how important it is for us as humans to belong, to feel connected to other people. Yeah. And you know, when you think about belonging and what it gives us, it's Mm -hmm. a feeling of security, right? It's a feeling of support, acceptance, inclusion, all of these things that are incredibly impactful and meaningful in people's lives. But I think for so many people and many in this podcast, Rebecca Bender came up, which was one of my favorite episodes, was on sex trafficking. And this is probably the same when we're thinking about Bianca, where she was so lost and just searching and longing to belong somewhere. And that that in fact made her incredibly sort of vulnerable and ripe for the taking, right? Because Mm -hmm. these predators can identify people who are lost and looking to belong somewhere. And that even, you know, early in in this relationship that felt unhealthy, at least she had people, at least she belonged to a person and to a group. You know, that innate need we have within ourselves is very real and very powerful and, you know, often can lead to addiction and really, really unhealthy, dangerous Mm -hmm. relationships at times. I've just, as we were talking, I was thinking, when you think about Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know that little triangle that we learned about? Do you remember learning about that? No, of course I don't. (laughs) So think of this like hierarchy of needs that is kind of, he, Abraham Maslow, very famous psychologist, and he offered it as it's a theory of human motivation, what motivates our human behavior. And in that hierarchy of needs, security, safety is, of course, we need, those needs need to be met. And that's what motivates our human behavior. But also one of the massive motivators of human behavior is our need to belong and to be part of something. What do you, just as a human being, obviously, you know, you have a background in positive psychology, but as a human being, what do you think it means to belong? I mean, what does it mean to you? I like that question. I think how I want to answer that is to say, when I think about belonging, I feel like I am part of something. I'm part of a group where I can show up 
as truly myself in this authentic way and that I'm accepted and seen in that group and that I'm offered support. I am included. There's a strong piece of inclusion, but in that vision that I'm describing is that there is me showing up in a very authentic way. So I don't know that that's always how it happens, but if I was to define when I feel like I most belong, it's when I feel like I'm part of a group. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. I was thinking about, I think it's the same thing. And I think we've all had that feeling where we don't belong, whether it's a social situation, you're in a party or you're starting at a new company and you're, you feel lost, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I fit in. I don't know where I belong. Or maybe you're invited to the thing, but you don't, you have that inner sense that you're not a part of it truly. Yeah. But I think that idea of being fully seen with a person or a group of people and your shoulders are down and you're at ease and you're yourself. I mean, I think that is what it means to truly, truly belong, right? The question isn't, where do I fit in? Do they like me? But belonging is to just be your true self and be, I guess, seen and loved and accepted. Yeah. But I just think when we're talking about belonging and this idea of how much it motivates our behavior and how important it is to good emotional health and well-being, that the more people can create more as a community that we can create spaces that allow for belonging of more people, like all the happier. Yes. <laughs> all the happier. Happiest. Happy-ish. Happy-ish. Yeah. So okay. but belong, you, I don't think you can talk about belonging without talking about not belonging, <laughs> yes. which is tied to loneliness, which has, there's been a lot of discussion with COVID and loneliness. So what do we know about not belonging, that feeling of loneliness or isolation, not being connected? Sure. We know that it feels terrible. We know that it's not good for our health. I think there's a lot of really fascinating research that was, you know, a lot of research before the pandemic. So what do we know about loneliness? We know that it's pretty awful, both for our physical and our mental health. There's a lot of really interesting research right now being done on the effects of loneliness and your feelings of connectedness during the pandemic and after. And of course, well, as we're still moving through it, that those people who do feel greater sense of social connectedness, is this incredible buffer to perceived levels of stress and anxiety it's really, I was thinking about it, it's sort of like connectedness and belonging and having your people is is really kind of a super skill of resilience. It's just so protective. Yeah. I've heard many times that that study, the lifespan piece, right? That, that loneliness can yes. take people early is a result of the impact that it has on their health on every level. And I've always thought in our sort of Western culture sort of gets aging wrong. I feel Mm -hmm. like in America, a lot of people do die lonely. Like I look at other cultures where the grandparents are revered and they're surrounded by the family and they're part of the family and they're with the generations eating meals together. And I have to think that makes a difference. And yeah, heartbreaking to think that people at the end of their life experience isolation, loneliness, and we all know what that feels like. So I can't imagine on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's something that a lot of people deal with in that final chapter. Yeah. I just, on that note, I just popped in because I was thinking about that. Um, I knew it was, it was a headline reading that I had read recently about the impact of uh, loneliness and social isolation. And the first article that popped up, just as you were talking, says 43% of seniors feel lonely on a regular basis. And 
Loneliness and social isolation can be as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So I, I think this, this idea of, and it's not reserved for just seniors, certainly, but just as you were saying, that made me think of it, but that it really is loneliness is, you know, there's just mounting evidence that it has such damaging effects to our health. Yeah. And it starts early too. I mean, I think every person who has ever, um, <laughs> a teenager or preteen, just yes. presumably everyone <laughs> listening to this podcast, unless you're in fourth grade. Remember. So here's a preview of things to come for you. Yeah. The, the, just that feeling of not fitting in and not knowing where your place is. Yes. Kaylee just sent me, my 14 year old actually just sent me a text that said, I was sitting at lunch with so many people and I felt alone and she's just fine. And we talked through it, but we just had that conversation two days ago about that, this idea that you can be with a bunch of people and still feel alone. And so I, I think, I guess that goes back to that importance of really creating those meaningful connections with people and being in spaces that we feel like really accepted and that we belong. So we know that belonging and feeling connected matters. It matters deeply. We know from Bianca and from other stories on this podcast, it can leave sort of this gaping hole and void that can be filled with things and circumstances that are deeply damaging to us. What can we do to have that sense of belonging, to have that sense of connectedness? And, you know, even more so for people where that doesn't, they're maybe not as innate, or doesn't come as easy to them. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the simple things that we can do? I think one of the most simple tips or simple strategies is just to make an effort, however small. Creating that sense of a belonging does take time and willingness to put yourself out there. And for some people, that is really can be really quite challenging. And I I think of it in terms of like when I say make an effort it can be a tiny thing. Like every day there's very, people make various bids for connection, like in conversation with the checkout person, in conversation with your family members, there's like a bid for connection and conversation there. And if you can make that effort to really lean into that, I think that's a nice baby step, small way to start creating that sense of belonging for yourself. Yeah. And I think it like in that moment of loneliness, like a small little action Like I even have times where the house is empty and I'm kind of wandering. And if I'm not in a great mental space, I just feel, God, I feel alone. I mean, I don't, Mm -hmm. it's just that feeling and I'm not alone. I live with four people and a dog, but that feeling, right? So I think every single person can relate to it, but something as simple as texting somebody or just calling somebody I think goes a long way, like more, Mm -hmm. much more so than you would think. And I would think that on the receiving end of that, because we know this is a universal need, you never know that the person reaching out to you, well, you know, they're going to benefit from the connection because we all do. So it's a benefit to them and it's a benefit to you. So it seems like a win-win, you know, whether you're feeling lonely within a house of people or you're feeling lonely because, you know, you're isolated and by yourself. Yes. I think that the one thing, I wouldn't say a caveat, but if I could make a case for when you do reach out to another person or you are in that moment of loneliness walking around the house or you just, it's like reaching out to a person two things came to mind. The first is like calling, texting, just having a conversation rather than clicking into a social media or something that's more passive where you can 
I think in those moments, it's more beneficial if you can connect with something that feels more alive. Yeah, I would not go on Instagram if you're feeling lonely. That sounds like a horrible idea. (laughs) But I feel like it's something that we do. Like I can, I'm speaking for my myself and for my, you know, my teens too. It's like I'm feeling alone. It's a, it's an easy push to then just be like, click, and now I see other people. I see other people who are not lonely at all. Everyone's skin looks fabulous, and they totally fit in. (laughs) Yes. That's true. Okay. So maybe this goes without saying, reach out to a live person and not to your Instagram app. The other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I was was having this conversation with my daughter and she was with a different daughter and she was talking about how she was singing in a group at her school and they were singing in camp songs. And she was describing the feeling that she had of all being part of something. And even though that wasn't an, a one-on-one connection, I guess what it reminded me of is there are ways for us to feel like we are part of something bigger through these other ways. So if you're able to join in some sort of event where you are part of something bigger, kind of like your Tar Heel tailgating, or even my that moment last night at the concert where there are ways for you to be in groups and to really tap into that feeling of being connected to a larger community and group too. You know, I used to work for Oprah. That seemed very name droppy. <laughs> but it is the truth. You it did was, used to work for Oprah. That was not my intention. But my friend who was the executive producer was created with Will I Am this flash mob that with it was actually yes. with the black eyed peas. And it was a really big like television moment. And she became obsessed with flash mobs. Like she was just like, let's do a flash mob yeah. for everything. And what she explained to me was that the emotional energy of all these people dancing in unison, that there was like a much bigger impact than sort of a moment for the bystanders or a television moment, but like the palpable energy. And I was, she just thought about it. She really understood on a psychological and a physiological level of how impactful it was for every person dancing and the people experiencing it, I imagine in the streets. But Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was, it just made me think of that when you thought, think about, you know, being in groups. Well, it's this idea around a hive mentality. I think it's Jonathan Haidt is the name of the, um, and that's my name drop for today. Jonathan Haidt, he, Haidt, Jonathan Haidt, uh, a a professor at NYU. You can't name drop and pronounce it wrong. Just doesn't. That's true. Doesn't land. Doesn't land. Jonathan Haidt. Is it height? Hate? In any case, he's written several books and he writes about this idea around hive mentality that really I was really intrigued by when you think about kind of that hive bees and that the benefits that we get by being in community and in connection in these in these bigger events, be it a flash mob, an outdoor live concert, a game, and or like for, you know, Fia listening, singing camp songs with her other fellow seventh graders. Yeah. And I think, you know, that was a really good name drop on my part. Yeah, it was great. Very well executed. Thank you. Some people may not have as many people to reach or maybe you're in a new city. I mean, there's, I, I, I don't want to assume that that comes easy to everyone, but I know, you know, I think whether you've, you know, had an injury, recovered from something, being in a hospital, when you first go out into the world, what that feels like, and you, even in a grocery store, right? Sometimes just getting out there mm-hmm. or stopping at the dog park. So, you know, I, I, I always on these episodes want to give people things that are sort of bite-sized and tangibles. Reachable. Reachable, mm-hmm. yeah, rather yeah. than some. So hopefully some of that is helpful and people can take action if, if you're feeling any sense of 
lack of connection or loneliness. I think part of it too is just is being aware of the feeling of. So like in having this conversation, I'm bringing so much more awareness to the different times in my life or even that conversation with Kaylee about when you are lonely because sometimes it can be a hard feeling to put a finger on like, oh, right, that's what I'm feeling. And then making that effort, however small, to be able to address that need. Yeah, so what was your advice to her? What'd you say to her? Because I think it'll... Oh, Kaylee? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she said that to me, I was like, I, I actually, we just had a conversation around, like, I get that. I know that feeling. And it's not a, it's, it's a hard feeling. And then once we've sort of sat in that moment, um, because I'm always quick to be like, and let's problem solve. Um, so I'm actually working on just being able to, to kind of sit with that feeling for a while and really accept it. And then we kind of came up with some strategies. I did, I like I move into problem solving real fast. I think it's because I don't like the discomfort. I don't like seeing my kid feel uncomfortable or anybody. And I have like, I think it's probably my part of my training as a lawyer too. It's like, okay, I see this thing and like, let's move into it. Let's like problem solve. So yes. Yeah. Wait, that was funny. Um, so we, <laughs> then we, so we talked about it. We sat and I was like, oh, that's really hard. And um, then you know, helping her actually ask her some questions to come up for ways that she may feel like she can connect more with some other people. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a freshman too. So in a new big school and that, I mean, talk about the definition of trying to find your place, who you are, where do you belong? What group do you fit into? So like she's doing all of these things in real time. Well, I love conversations when I think that everybody can relate to it, right? Mm -hmm. And now more than ever we we can because of you know what we've all collectively been through and i would say the call to action is to reach out to somebody you know over text or a phone call and mm-hmm. even if you're not feeling lonely maybe reach out to someone who you think maybe you know whether it's somebody who's older or i know i have a friend who is going through chemotherapy so can't be out in the world cuz of covid so yeah. I think whether you're feeling connected and, you know, filled up in that way, maybe somebody else will benefit from you connecting with them. And certainly if you're feeling lonely, hopefully take a small action and some of the things we talked about, you know, spark ideas for you. I'm going to text my dad. (laughs) All right. I'm going to think about who I'm going to text and I'm going to report back. Okay. But not on Instagram. No. In real time. In In real real time. time. In real time. Okay. To real people. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope that everyone finds new ways to connect with the people around them in the days and weeks ahead. Awesome. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.